Hello, I am Lori Wendra of Your Life Core, and you are listening to Messages from the Universe. Here, I deliver information from the mastery realms related to astrology, planetary influences, energy surges, and generally how we are evolving. I connect with angels, guides, ascended masters, astral beings, and those that come forward with messages to help us on our journey. Welcome, everyone. Hello, this is Lori Wunter, and thank you for listening. Today's topic is about looking back in our lives, pondering those times. Many of you know that in the past, I traveled a lot for work, sometimes weekly, and I found over time I had an extra wardrobe and shoes in places that were my regular stops. I had a special drawer or place just for work shoes, and then shoes for hiking or trails or being outside. Sets of everything in multiple places. And occasionally, I'd find a missing sock in a backpack. And just recently, I actually found a t-shirt that I thought was long gone. And I've had a lone sock sitting alone in my closet for quite a long time now, waiting for its partner to resurface. I've come to believe we truly never lose things. They just go into another dimension until such a time where we can see them again. If we feel that they're truly lost, we can always ask St. Anthony to help us find things like lost car keys, jewelry, sometimes the big things too, a new job, a new home. But when the items return to us, so does the memory. It's that moment of aha, or that's where that was, or that's where I had it the last time I saw it. Now it's back and it brings back the memory that it has with it. And with that, the universe creates those little moments of memory in order for us to reflect back because we often are so busy we don't look back to a certain period of our life. If we do, we don't take the time to ponder where were we at that time emotionally, mentally, spiritually, even physically. What was happening around us or with us at that point? What phase of our life were we in? Many times we focus so intensely on the future that we miss the opportunity to look back. I've noticed recently friends and family are posting photos on social media for the sole purpose that they like the reminders that they get a year from now, two years from now. I love them too. The photos that pop up, here's where I was 10 years ago. But in photography, they also suggest that you always turn around because you never know if the best shot is behind you. I'm now wondering how many of you journal because that brings up another discovery I recently had. I was on a recent trip and I just grabbed a journal that I thought was empty. And it wasn't until I got on my trip, I was actually sitting on the beach, I opened it up to write and I found that it wasn't empty at all. So I'm wondering if you have a practice where you have journals started at various times. Maybe you forget or lost your journal so you buy a new one. Maybe you have journals for different things. Maybe you start a fresh one every new year. I have many journals. I journal for just daily dumping ground, inspirational journals, travel. Those are the little light ones, the little ones that I can toss in a backpack or a purse. I have a journal in my car. I have papers. books of papers just waiting to be filled with stuff. So recently, when I grabbed what I thought was a clean, small travel journal to take with me, it wasn't. And as I pulled it out and I sat at the beach, I noticed at the back of the book was writing, oh yeah, anyone write things in the back of the book or start at the back of the book and work your way forward? We all have different styles of how, when, and what we write about. And there is no right 
or wrong way. These are all pondering. If you ponder forward or if you ponder backward, this is a place where you get to decide how you view your life and how you ponder on those things in the past. So what was this writing that was in the back of this notebook? Well, I noticed it was from the end of 2015 and I was looking into 2016 and here's what I wrote. I am the year of I am, a year of deep understanding of who I am, why I am here and what I am to do, say, hear, and love. Finding my deepness in my passions. A high consciousness year when evolution is high, fast, and comfortable and brings desired results all manifested in divine time and with purpose. A year of action on dreams of the past that carry me to future to live that dream. A year of community and relationships that support this. A year of being love, acting, sharing, sensing, evolving, at all levels and all elements of being a loving being. A year of appreciation, respect, and hearing. A year of security, having fun, feeling beautiful, and willing to grow and continue to evolve. A year of manifestation in all that I ask. Security, health, wealth, love, and all that I interact with. Let me be a conduit of love in alignment of the divine plan. In other words, all in divine time. As I read this, I realized this was at a time my wishes and tents were set for the year, going into the year of 2016. So I sat and pondered this, and I wondered, where was I at that time? And before I allowed myself to go there, what was happening in the world in 2015 that might lead me to look at 2016 differently? What things of the past may have been influencing me at that time and might have directed me to what I wished for the world, the environment, the people around me? What external events have an influence upon us. So what was happening at that time? So of course I had to Google and the first thing that came up was Newsweek's 2015 year in review. So I looked at what's what was happening in 2015. Well, well, Hillary Clinton's was one of the top news stories. Brian Williams was fired over a misstated news story. Nepal experienced a 7.8 earthquake in Kathmandu. The meaning behind the phrase Black Lives Matter became more apparent. We began gearing up for the 2016 elections, and we celebrated the U.S. making the decision on marriage equality. Greek experienced their debt crisis. The IRS began to experience months and months of cyber attacks that put in place and began to change global security. And Queen Elizabeth II celebrated a legacy. On September 9th of that year, she became the longest reigning British monarch with a rule spanning 63 years, seven months and two days. But as of today in 2022, she is still in reign seven years later at 70 years old. I could look at a number of sources to see what other things were happening or were important in 2015. If I looked at businessmen magazines. I'd probably find what was happening in the economy or technology. If I looked in sports, that would be yet another. If I looked in science like NASA, I would see yet another totally different top 10 stories that we were experiencing in 2015. It is where we focus and what is most 
relevant to us. It is what we are drawn to, to not necessarily what others are drawn to. Those are the things that influence us. So when I pondered personally, what was I focused on externally in 2015 that would create internal change for me? That's where I looked. We can all look back on events of what's happening in the world, but we also need to remember that it's not an external thing that's happening to us, but it's an internal evolution that is responding to both outward and and inward changes. It's important to understand what was happening in the world at that time, but it's also important to understand what was happening with us. What's happening to us physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, and how are we responding to those external events? Everything is connected, so as the world around us changes, so must we. As policy and events happen. It impacts some of us more than others. That's just the simple truth. But as a whole, it does impact all of us at some level because we simply are all living and breathing and vibrating on this spinning blue ball that's flying through space. And all that we do on this spinning blue ball does impact all all. It impacts us all now and in the future, whether we know it or not. We can look back on our life and ponder where we were at that time. And from my notes, I couldn't really tell what was happening in my life in 2015. I couldn't tell if I was looking at it. Was it a good year? Was it a bad year? Was it something else? I couldn't tell if I was desiring one thing over another, if there were more things that were important to me at that time than other things. I didn't feel a longing in my words that I I'd missed something or I was sad about something or happy about anything in particular. But what I did feel that the writings told me was that I was balanced or I at that point had a realization that there is something bigger for me and the things that I asked for were bigger and certainly more important than me. I know that all happens when it is to happen and I may make a statement to the universe in my timeline but the universe also has its own divine timing. I'm smarter now. I use statements when I ask that those things I ask for be part of the divine plan or all in divine time. Divine timing is the belief that everything happens in your life. It occurs at precisely the right moment. The universe is here to take care of you and will never put you in a place that you can't handle. You can also look at divine timing as the way the universe manifests your dreams and goals in its own way. It might not always look the way you pictured it, and it might not always be what you imagine, but it has happened just as it should because divine timing can feel like you're losing control of your life. So if we just understand a few rules of the universe, it might help us live in the present and be excited about the future without feeling like we're out of control. So as I look down at these items that I had written at the end of 2015 going into 2016, I thought I probably would write the same or similar if I were to write my list today. So what is the universe teaching us and how does evolution teach us about divine time? First, we learn patience. And patience is perhaps the hardest and most important rule to embrace when it comes to divine timing. It can be difficult to accept that the universe will give you what you want when you need it and patience can be elusive. If you do feel impatient, really examine that emotion. You might find that your impatience is hiding other emotions such as fear, jealousy, or maybe even pressure from outside forces. Take time to slow down and examine why you want the world to hurry up and meet your needs. You might find useful insights as well as the path to patience. And I think oftentimes people 
will ask for the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And then they get frustrated because the universe isn't delivering that. That is divine timing. The universe does deliver it when it is in alignment and it requires us to be patient. I also suggest you don't get attached to time. Time is always moving and changing and time or a calendar or days of the week or months of the year that exists in this dimension. Life is always in flux and that that can be hard to see. Our evolution is tied to events, not time. When we cling to the past or the way things used to be, we have a challenging time accepting universal timing because everything has moved forward, but we're anchored to something of the past, or at least our view of what it was. Try to let go of what once was and embrace what could be because that's where divine time lives. Do not cling to the past. Do not live in the future. Be present. If you're present, then you really don't need time. Observe and examine where and when you experience discomfort and what causes discomfort. On the way to manifesting your dreams, the universe might expose uncomfortable areas of your life, usually because this is a time when we need to look deep within ourselves and grow. Don't hide from any discomfort that life brings your way because that's the perfect time to develop. The universe will show you and uncover those roadblocks and resisting things such as painful or uncomfortable areas of your life only hinders our acceptance of the universe's timing. When possible, negative emotions or situations do arise. Don't run away from them, but sift through them carefully. Observe and examine your emotional filters, your mental filters, and you might be surprised at what happens and what gets released and what is shown to you. The healthy things to look back upon and direction set, but sometimes just stop planning every detail. If you are someone that plans every single moment of your day, this is going to be a harsh rule to accept. While you might be able to design things to a certain degree, the right timing for everything happens when the universe wants it to happen and when you're ready for it to happen. Again, it's event-based. Sure, you can plan to become a doctor after you finish school, but ultimately the universe will guide you down the right path, the right path for you. Maybe that does mean becoming a doctor. Perhaps the world needs you to become something else. No matter what, be open to the idea that your plans could change and it might be for the better. It might be what your soul signed up for, and it might be what the universe is asking of you. And don't attach yourself to an outcome. The universe really wants to help you. And this is another hard concept to enact, but one that can help you move towards a better understanding and appreciation of divine timing. When you are in the middle of any situation, try not to attach yourself to an outcome whatever it might be. It can be hard to not attach to an outcome, especially when it comes to dealing with dating, relationships, or love. But remember, everything happens on the universe's watch. Where you end up with, with your current partner, your current career, your current home, that's always up to you. And trusting that the universe has your back makes it easier. The fact is only 5% of the stuff in our universe is made up of normal matter. That's where most of us put 100% of our focus and attention. This creates an illusion of separateness where we believe we are alone and that when our material bodies die, that's the end. We even call this stuff matter because we believe it 
is all that matters. There is no barrier between a person and the universe. There's just this flow of energy between one to another. The only reason we perceive separation is because of the limitations of our senses. And human beings can only see 0.0001% of the spectrum of light. And we can only hear 0.0001% of the spectrum of sound. And if we could see infrared, if we could see ultraviolet, x-ray, and energy, and hear the entire spectrum of sound, that the universe would appear very differently. And some of us do see energy and hear other things. This is part of our evolution and the development of the use of our senses. We are equipped to see beyond that 0.0001% and to hear beyond that 0.001%. There is no separate you. There is a deep connection, a deep interconnectedness, only oneness. There is no empty space. It is full. It's a sea of energy. And as we evolve, we tune into those things that are important to us, those things that focus. And when we don't attach ourselves to any particular outcome, we open ourselves to the possibility of experiencing something we haven't experienced before. I know that if I were to write my intents right now, I'd probably write the same or similar. It's not because I've not grown or evolved. In fact, I do have a deeper understanding of energy. I do continue to evolve my gifts and to use them every single day. But I'm also open to knowing more in the seven years I have ahead. I need to create that space for the end expected for the things I have yet to learn. And I'm up for all those experiences. I can look back at all my learnings, where I picked up my wisdom, where my views have shifted, things or people that have come in or come out of my life. It's all progress. And it's all with divine time. It's all with divine purpose. And all of it prepares me and leads me to something in the future. Reflection is so important for our growth, though. We need time to ponder our experiences and remember the past. And Understanding that the past does not equal our future unless we choose to live there. And we also need to understand that the universe is going to drop in those memory bombs for us to go back to a moment in time and assess where was I at this time? Where was I in thinking or feeling? Where was my emotional state, my spiritual belief? And how have I progressed? And what do I need to still progress on? And I understand and realize I don't have to have answers to all of those. In fact, the universe doesn't expect me to have answers to what do I have yet to learn? Because if I knew what I had yet to learn, I would shut down what the universe wants to give me to experience and to learn. And that's far greater than my brain can plan. When things show up, they happen for a reason. And now I'm back to my original question. If you journal, how do you journal? Do you ever go back and look at where you were at a given time? I typically don't. I might take notes or have downloads of information that turn into a podcast, a book, or something else. So I truly believe that when we find something that we thought was lost, or we have a discovery of something that was there we didn't know was there. It's the universe's moment to get us to look at that time, that moment, and to ponder and to practice patience and to practice that energy that we don't get attached 
to time and to be aware and observe where we were then and where we are now and not to be attached to any personal outcome and understand the breath of our being is still expanding and evolving and we only use such a tiny fraction of our being and the universe can supply us more than we can imagine. The past doesn't mean anything unless you give it life, but that is also true of your future. Your future means nothing until you give it life and it's where you choose to give life that you expand or grow or mature. The universe will always give us opportunities to reflect and to ponder the past, but it's important to understand where were you at that time. I always suggest to people that just assume that you are stronger now than you were then. You're wiser now. Believe that you've grown. And if the universe tosses something back to you, like a lost sock or a shirt you misplaced or a journal that had notes in it, that's a time for you to be curious, to be open, to be expansive, but not to be judgmental. Be present and be gentle with how you're being present. And understand the past doesn't mean anything unless you give it life or give it energy. And that's also true of your future. It means nothing until you give it life. Set your intents, set your energy focus, and trust that the universe has your back. I'm Lori Wendra of Your Life Corps, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Messages from the Universe. I'm Lori Wendra. For current events or to schedule a private session, please visit www.yourlifecore.com.